0: Coming up
1: with the spirit of God, infuse everybody in your house, young and old, it says, talk about this with your children, write it on the doorpost, hang it on the wall so that you can expedite the learning curve of everybody in the house so that when the enemy uses his trick to go for the one with the least amount of experience, you would have done something to speed up their learning curve so that they'll be sharper,
0: wiser,
1: more educated
0: about God's word. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Pastor Robert Scott of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. Did you know the devil only has three weapons he uses against us? But don't be fooled. He may only have three weapons, but he has plenty of tricks. Join us for the message series, Propositions from the Devil, where Pastor Robert and his wife, Carolyn, carefully walk through many of the traps from our very real enemy and the tools we possess to be victorious against him. Here's the fourth message in the series, the oldest tricks in the book, part one.
1: Um, hopefully you will clearly see as we walk through this message today that the devil has a strategy that he employs to get us. And we need to be um, prepared and made right by the blood of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So we don't fall for his shenanigans. Yeah. And we need to make sure we hold on to the weapons that we have received through the blood of Jesus Christ. I want to revisit um, at least uh, one point from our earlier earlier messages in the series. and. I'll probably be where we were referencing other ones as we walk through today, but I do want to take a look at one of clear point. So on your outline, write this down. The devil has only three pathways to get us to sin, but a whole lot of tricks. <laughs> He's got a whole lot of tricks to do it. So, but it should be helpful for us to know, well, It can only come through one of these three pathways, which we talked about already. And it is covered here in 1 John 2, 16, as we've said before, and it reads, for the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure. That's the lust of the flesh. Mm -hmm. And then it says a craving for everything we see. That's the lust of the eyes. Then he goes on to say, and pride in our our achievements and possessions, and that's the pride of life. These are not from the Father, but are from this world. So these are the only three pathways that Satan can get us to sin, that Satan can get us to displease God is through these three lust of the flesh lust of the eyes and a pride of life or the pride of our achievements and possessions or the pride that we can be tempted from to have status to be worshiped to be envied amongst people Mm
2: -hmm.
1: there's only three ways that he can do it but he got a whole lot of tricks in his bag a lot of tricks up his sleeve and how he maneuvers. And look what it says here in Ephesians six ten through 11. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and, and in, in his great power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can fight against the devil's evil tricks. Mm-hmm. So we got to put on the full armor of God so we can fight against the devil's evil tricks. And we've been talking about the weapons that Jesus used, in fact, last week, that weapons Jesus used um, to fight the devil when he was tempted in the wilderness. And uh, we have those same weapons at our disposal. And so we need to put them into, into practice and into use. So that we can deal with all of his tricks. Mm. So let's answer, let's ask, and then answer mm. this question What are the devil's oldest tricks in the book? <laughs> Write that down. What are the devil's oldest tricks in the book? To get to answer this question, we have to go back to the Garden of Eden when he first encountered man and i know we we spent a lot of time here in quinch but uh, we need to because <laughs> there's some lessons here that we keep we have to continue to learn mm-hmm. and continue to revisit and talk about but i'm going to talk about them in a little bit slightly different way today and so again we're answering the question what are the devil's oldest tricks in the book. Mm-hmm. When I say in the book we're talking about the Bible. Mm-hmm. His oldest tricks. Yeah. The first is this. He often uses the best outside subjects to gain entry. Okay, he often uses the best outside subjects. To gain entry, you know he 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 wants to get into into your spirit, into your house, into your home, into your life, and he's not going to choose. Uh, he 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 doesn't usually choose the things that give him the the weakest opportunity or the weakest chance to get in. He he wants to put his 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 his, his best evil foot forward. To get entry into your life, your home, your mind, your heart, your soul. He chooses the best. Mm -hmm. Look what it says here in Genesis 3.1. It says, now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made.
2: Mm -hmm. Y'all see this? Let's slow down and read this. The serpent was more
1: crafty than any of the other wild animals. (laughs) So the devil went and chose the best of the wild animals, the craftiest of the wild animals, (laughs) the trickiest of the wild animals. He didn't didn't choose a rabbit um, to use to to, uh, address God's uh, the, address the apple of God's eye, mm-hmm. human beings he, he didn't choose a rabbit. He, he, he didn't choose uh, 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 a sheep. <laughs> he chose the serpent, the snake, mm-hmm. because he knew and he determined that it was the most craftiest of all the other wild animals. <laughs> Think about that. Yeah. Okay. Think about that. He, he, he was planning and scheming with the choice he made. Okay. Who, which one of these animals I'm going to use to get to get to the, get to the love of God's life, to get to the, the apple of God's eye. Let me get the more, that's the sneakiest, the trickiest, the craftiest. That's what he chose. And it was through that one that he spoke to mankind, Mm -hmm. humankind. Ain't that something? (laughs) That's who we're dealing with, y'all. That's who we're dealing with. Mm -hmm. This, let me tell you what this means. This means he doesn't normally use obvious threats. Right. um, Because that would alarm everyone on the inside. See, that'll that'll alarm you. If he came up with something obvious, then you would be like, oh, something don't seem right. In your life, in your life, if he's trying to gain entry into your life, into your mind, he won't typically use an obvious thing that you would immediately say, oh, that's a threat. He won't do it that way. He's gonna use something that you wouldn't necessarily think is a threat. In fact, you might think is innocent. (laughs) You might think nothing of it. That's what he liked to use. If if, if someone showed up at your home to see your daughter or your son and they looked like they was mischievous, like they had mischief on their mind, you would be right away You would go like, "Oh, who? What? I don't know about him." Not
2: today, Satan.
1: Not today, (laughs) right? He's uh, the person already looks mischievous. Mm -hmm. You would, you would, it would, uh, it would throw your alarm, but your alarms will start going off. Something's in danger, danger, danger. Will Robinson. Mm -hmm. So the the Satan don't typically do that because he knows it's going to put you on your heels and make you alert. So he. He gonna show up in something that would you wouldn't expect to be mischievous. Mm-hmm. That's how you want to show up.
2: Although today w- we do expect a snake to <laughs> be. <laughs> <laughs> today, now that we know,
1: yeah, you know, you, you, you name somebody a snake that you think, is yeah, snake. yeah, and that's one of the reasons it's the snake the snake got a bad reputation right. now.
2: Now, <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yes. And you, and you, so he's, he's, if he's trying to get into your family, into your home, and into your mind, Mm -hmm. he's gonna use something that's not so obvious. This, this ought to make you more hyper aware of what you're
2: dealing with in your life. Mm -hmm. He also will often use an outsider that you wouldn't expect.
1: And well, let me me say it this way, an outsider who has an inside track already,
2: Hmm. he
1: will use that person and you wouldn't expect it because though they're not necessarily outside, they're not necessarily inside, they have an inside track. Example is a family member. I had a family member, cousin, uncle, something, right? A close family friend, you know, you wouldn't expect, right? To get into your your world and do mischief. There's been so many reports, you guys have heard, so many reports about people who have been abused and mistreated by family members or friends of the family, close neighbors, people with inside tracks. Mm-hmm. In fact, someone listening today might have been a victim of what I'm talking about. And so to you, if you're listening and you're a victim, I, I, want, I want to pray for you. And obviously, I want to pray for you. I want to pray right now for your healing. So I'm just give me a moment to pray if you're listening mm-hmm. and you've been victimized by someone who was an inside track at an inside track in your world, family member, close family friend, someone. Pray with me real quick. Father, we pray for your healing and your restoration. For those that might be listening, who were victimized by an unexpected source, close family member, family member, or something. We pray that you bring healing to them that you bring restoration. And Father, we thank you
2: that we can pray and ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm-hmm. So the enemy wants to gain entry mm-hmm. and he, he
1: typically will lose an outside subject yeah. to do it.
2: Right. And because he's crafty. The second trick that he uses is,
1: he often tries to enter through the person with the least amount of God experience. He would try to enter with someone who hasn't had as much God experience or experiences with God or the things of God as those that have had more experiences. That's an easy one, right? Because they're, they're gonna be a little sharper, a little wiser. Their their sensors are going to be a little more sensitive and they'll be able to pick up on things. And so often he'll 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 go for the one with the least amount of experience in walking with God. Mm -hmm. Look what happened here in the text. Genesis three, one B. It says, now the serpent was more crafty. It goes on to say, the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. Mm-hmm. He said to the woman.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Y'all see that? The
2: woman. Yes. The woman. Yes. It was
1: just two human beings at the time, Yeah. Adam and Eve. And Adam had the most experience with God. Now, we're not quite sure how long it was, but we know it was longer, right? And more intimate. Mm-hmm that Adam had had with God. So of the two, Eve had the least experience with God and it showed up (laughs) as he, in their conversation,
2: Yeah. right?
1: It showed up, her lack of experience with God showed up in the conversation. Mm -hmm. And this is again, a trick of the enemies. One of his oldest tricks is to attack the one with the least amount of God experience. Yeah. And then look what it says here in Deuteronomy 6, 6 through 9. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Y'all see here? The scripture is instructing them to make sure you intentionally expose, present, surround, infuse, all these kind of verbs like that. Everybody in your house. (laughs) with the things of God, with the word of God, with the commands of God, with the ways of God, with the wills of God, with the love of God, with the mercy of God, with the grace of God, with the righteousness of God, with the spirit of God. Infuse everybody in your house, young and old. It says, talk about this with your children, write it on the doorpost, hang it on the wall. Amen. So that you can
2: expedite the learning curve of everybody in the house. So that when the
1: enemy uses his trick to go for the one with the least amount of experience, you would have done something to speed up their learning curve Mm -hmm. so that they'll be sharper, wiser more educated about God's word.
2: Train up a child.
1: Train up a child. Too often, this is not something we do in our homes. It's not something we do. We just think they're going to pick it up by osmosis. Hmm. Hmm. And it doesn't work. And then we find that the enemy uses the one with the least amount of experience.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you talk yeah. about this often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My wife talks about this often, yeah. the devil trying to get in. Right, right. And how, how he, he'll, he'll ride on the back. He'll come mm-hmm. in through these, uh, these avenues.
2: Right.
1: And oftentimes it's the one with the least amount of knowledge, yeah. the least amount of a God experience that he'll use.
2: Yeah.
1: And then it'll seem so innocent. We we will let will let stilling slip into our household, taking things that don't belong to you, slip into our household, and we think it's cute. Yeah, we, we do that. We think it's cute. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> you know, we we're called we're called stilling cute. You
2: gotta clarify
1: that. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. <laughs> Y'all, yeah, we'll call it cute. The, the the little baby, little, little, little two-year-old, three-year-old, four-year-old, five-year-old, whatever. You know, you know, take your quarter off your nightstand. Your quarter, just twenty-five cent.
2: Go in your purse and take your wallet or something. Yeah,
1: yeah. Or go in your purse and get a piece of candy. Yeah. And we be like, oh, that's cute. No, that ain't cute. That's stealing. You gotta just teach
2: them.
1: Yeah. You got. You gotta teach them. You You can't just like you can't go. That ain't your quarter.
2: Yeah.
1: That ain't your penny. You have to ask. I don't care if it's a penny. (laughs) Tell them put the penny. Where you get that penny from? (laughs)
2: <laughs> right
1: go right. put it back where you got it it ain't yours i'm serious y'all yes yeah. then you can't yes. let we and we'll call it cute no it's yes. not cute because see now they're still in a quarter mm-hmm. you let that seed grow they're gonna be still in a quarter of a million potentially mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. i remember my dad said a long time ago you can't find <laughs> money in somebody else's house <laughs> <laughs> so oh, i just found this dollar on their floor no you can't find money in somebody else's house yeah you gotta teach them while they're young you
1: gotta teach them and it's not about the amount yeah. it's about the act mm-hmm. it's not yours it, it doesn't matter how small or big it is not yours it doesn't belong to you put it back and go apologize to the person you took it from yeah so, oh, oh, you, 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 you get it. You sitting at the, at the, at the, at the, at the kitchen table, eating breakfast, um, and you, you have to run to the bathroom. You come back and a piece of your bacon is gone. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, somebody took the slice of bacon off your plate. Mm-hmm. It ain't cute. Mm-hmm. It ain't cute. And you see great bacon crumbs on your kid's mouth. It ain't cute. Mm-hmm you have to correct that because you're training your child.
2: That's
1: right. It's stealing. It's a sin against God. Mm -hmm. And tell them you're sinning against God Mm -hmm. as you're teaching them about the things of God. It's not cute. But no, we go around, oh, it's so cute. And we tell everybody how cute it is. No, it's not cute. Mm -hmm. It's not cute because that two-year-old is going to be 20 at some point. Hmm. Yeah. and you have to have embedded in them the things of god write it on the doorpost write it on the wall put it on your foreheads round wrap it around your neck mm-hmm. the commands of god amen amen it's not cute it's too much at stake yeah because they're on the inside of the house and that can fester and feed and eat the house away.
2: Yeah, especially like the
1: home away.
2: If you have a child, you know, that comes home, like maybe a school is a child and they come home with some kind of rhetoric or something that's not right. And you, where you learn that from, you know, and you have to treat, you have to teach them what's right. That's right. You know, they're bringing that up in the household. So, you know, what my husband was talking about, and I talk about a lot. I'm always talking about things coming up in my household that's not of God <laughs> and I'm very protected of that you know amen I'm very protective of that
1: so we have to take these things serious y'all because we we have a formidable enemy who's trying to take us down and take us out mm-hmm. this is ain't no joke the spiritual warfare is real amen. and so God gives us instruction here to write it on your door frames and on your houses on your gates. God's commands mm-hmm. tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. We're going to be blessed because we're going to Damien and Laura's house to bless their home. Mm-hmm. We're going to bless their home. We're yes. going to show up and we're going to pray over them and over their home and yeah, anoint man. their home. I we're know. going to, we're going to write it on the walls. Not, you know, literally, <laughs> or they may put something on the walls. It's their house. They can do it, but we're going to bless their home, declare it to be a safe haven for the things of God, a place for God to dwell, mm-hmm. pray over their home. I'm going to do that tomorrow and I'm excited about it.
2: Amen, me too.
1: The third trick, oldest trick in the book of the devil is, he often will suggest doubt about the veracity of God's word,
2: mm-hmm.
1: he'll suggest doubt about the veracity of God's word, and all that veracity means is truth and accuracy. He'll 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 suggest doubt about the truth and the accuracy of the word of God.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Look what happened here in Genesis three one. Continue to read it. See, he's doing all this in one verse, y'all.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: See all these tricks he's packed into one verse. It says, now the serpent was more crafty than any anim- any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say? <laughs> Y'all see that? He's like, did God really say that though? Really though? You see how he's suggesting doubt about what God says about God's word? That's one of the oldest tricks in the book.
0: You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert.
3: You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. Do you know that God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin? If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, Pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I've sinned against you. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin. And I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me into the character of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to be the first to welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to find a church where you can learn more about Jesus, draw closer to God, and to other
0: believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time.
1: You want to get us focusing on what we don't have versus what we do have. Right. You want us to get us focusing on what we can't do versus what we can do. He wants us to get focused on opportunities we've missed versus the opportunities that we've used. He wants to get us focused on the victories and successes and blessings that other folks are having. Instead of thanking God for our own victories, for our own successes, for our own blessings. That's what he does. He wants us to look at God from a negative view.
0: Thank you for listening.